podcasting from Columbus, Ohio. This is the Falk Files with your host, Ryan Falk, talking about education, technology, life, family, and anything else on my mind. Thanks for listening. Here we go with today's episode. Starting off great. Good Wednesday morning. Thanks for listening. Calling in from the road today. A couple more days in the road today and Friday. Tomorrow's an office day. Catch up, contract stuff, all that uh, sort of fun. And then prepping for Friday. Big meeting. Probably the biggest meeting. Um, Definitely the biggest meeting I've had since I've been at Epiphany, and probably one of the top three biggest meetings uh, in my sales career. We'll see where it lands once we get out of that meeting and hopefully finish everything, lock everything up. That's the hope for us, but it should be fun uh, either way, learning experience, obviously. Um, um, Like I said, on the road today, I wanted to talk... Uh, about the portion of our business that does all of our remote work. Um, so Monday talked about kind of our elevator pitch, what we do at a high level. Yesterday talked about our on-site teams and, and um, the guys that are out in the field doing the hands-on type work. And the th- second of, um, of three cogs kind of in the wheel is our remote services team, which we call our grid team which sits in a, I'm going to use a bunch of fancy, fancy terms, which sits in our network operations center in Akron, in our headquarters. And um, those guys are incredibly skilled and um, incredibly, um, I'm searching for a word, vital. They're, They're vital to what we do both on-site and uh, day-to-day for our customers. So when we work and sign a customer, um, we will um, install basically software in the in the customer network that allows us to monitor and verify and view everything. Server, storage, network, um, all the way down to the PC level, um, application, software, all that stuff. And using efficient cost methods and efficient people methods, we will be able to service that stuff all remotely out of this network operations center, saving our districts and having to hire someone that could cost anywhere from fifty to $120,000 a year, depending on skill set, depending on what they do, uh, what they work on, what they specialize in. Um, I've seen some network people, even in schools, um, whole salaries in that 100k range so if you look at our customer profile where we do really well um, our base can't afford to spend six figures on one person Um, in some cases they can't afford to spend half of that on one person just to handle a network just to handle servers or vmware environment or virtual virtualized environment whether it be vmware or microsoft or any of those things. So using that same shared services idea and principle, 
of spreading out the cost over multiple customers, understanding that nine times out of 10, when we look at our network and watch our network go through a day to day, it's going to be green lights all the way across and everything's going to be working great. Um, why would we as a district pay or a company for that matter, just thinking of the idea of shared services, why would we pay someone to stare at things that work that are working great? When we can pay a company or a service to do that, but a fractional fraction of the cost because that same person is looking at district B, district C, district D, and spreading their time wisely across all four districts, you know, allowing us to keep everything up and working, everything going well, and at the same time, you know, utilize that person when they're needed. So if you think about it as a, a business, as a school, um, as a, you know, a parish, whatever our customer profile may be, you're not paying someone, you're paying someone when you need them, as opposed to paying someone when things are great. A lot of our smaller districts, um, end up not hiring a special specialized person. They hire someone who has enough knowledge about everything, which, which works until there is an issue. So, um, one of the, one of the quotes that my boss come up with is, is not an issue until it's an issue. So if you think about a large network outage with some complex network issues, um, if, if your hired IT staff can't handle that, you are probably going to have to spend 200 to $250 an hour on a specialized network person to do that fix, especially if it's after hours, then you're looking at time and a half and you're spending $300 easily to have a network fix done. Then if you were paying for a service like what we provide, you are paying a flat fee throughout the year, where the, the problem happens at eight in the morning or eight at night. Um, our guys are sitting in that network operations center. Um, our grid team is sitting there 24 seven, watching the network, watching alerts come across and doing fixes. We see those guys close tickets. So if you think about, I talked about on Monday, um, entering a ticket for an issue. The guys in our grid team are closing three quarters of our tickets at this point because we can do everything we need to do remotely and we can do it quickly and efficiently we are closing tickets before customers even realize they have an issue which is awesome right if we could see a network issue we could see a dip in network performance and fix it before we have a teacher a student or a staff member have to put in a ticket yeah again we to, to not raise a flag, to not take that time to enter in a ticket and just keep going on your day as your process, is, I think it's pretty awesome. So um, that's our grid service team. We think of them as one of the most important things that we do. They help keep our costs low, which help keeps our pricing to our customers low. They help keep customers operational. They help keep customers happy and they are like I said, you know, in my, in my mind, the, the biggest growth engine for me, um, you know, doing the great work that they do remote and keeping our costs low. Okay. So I'm going to check in in the afternoon after my meeting, um, have time to reflect kind of personally what happened in the meeting and, and be able to dive into, um, I want to dive into that customer process and my customer relationship ideas and values and what I, what I think should happen with a customer and we'll kind of relate that to today's meeting. So that's going to be segment two coming up here in a little bit.
wife's car instead of my car. Running a couple errands here late night. Another crazy busy day on the good side, which means a late podcast. But uh, I think it might be a short one, too. Um, Yeah, I I have a lot of things going through my mind about today. Positive meeting uh, with a potential customer. Did a bunch of drive rounds and, and stopped by a few districts unannounced. I uh, was trying to get her name out there, dropping off some cards, and not really expecting any full meetings, but um, but definitely dropping off information. Um, long drive home to kind of think about, uh, you know, personally how to attack the market, what we're doing, that sort of thing. Then um, caught the news. Yeah, obviously listen to the radio and stuff about the about the walkouts that happened in districts across the country and I was kind of inspired to talk about, you know, that process and then what's going on and um, you know, student voices and what they're doing. And I thought about when we were growing up, um, you know, my wife and I went to the same high school and you know, I was in high school uh, high school or either high school or eighth grade. Um, when Columbine happened and, and how we reacted and, you know, we heard both ends of the spectrum of, you know, you kids can't really affect anything, you can't vote, you're not really going to affect what's going on, to, you know, some teachers and support staff saying, hey, you guys need to speak up and, and you know, um, um, share your opinion, share your voice. Um you know, now I'm thinking about how it's come full circle, right, to me as an adult seeing the same conversations that played out, you know, when I was in high school, and I, I want to commend twofold, I want to commend the students for taking a further step than I know I did when I was their age, um, you know, being organized, being a, you know, a voice that's being heard by a lot of different people, right, wrong, and different, whether you agree or disagree, um, the second half of that, there's a lot of superintendents and leadership principals, you know, the like that I that I know that I follow on social media, that I want to commend for their response. It is very easy um, as an adult to live on the side of those kids are 15, they just want to get out of class. You know, they're not really there to, uh, they don't really understand what they're protesting, all that sort of stuff. And I am not naive to believe that 100% of those kids that walked out today really know what they were doing and really weren't just using it to get out of class. I get it. Some of them were. But I am confident to say that the overall majority of these kids who, who did step up and do something about this really have strong feelings about what's going on and want their voices heard. And they should have that opportunity the same way um, that people who disagree with them have the opportunity to share their voice. Again, you don't have to agree with what the kids are standing for, what they're doing, but you have to recognize that this is this is what we live in this country for. This is why we live here, and they're doing exactly what they need to do, exactly what they deserve to do, and exactly what they have a right to do. And I was really happy to see um, administrators step up and support uh, support kids, offer great advice and instruction. Um, you know, to, to make their voices heard in a non-disruptive manner. All the schools that I'm involved in are follow. Um, I didn't see any disruptions as far as you know, negative disruptions from kids. 
Um, I know the, the school my wife uh, works at was well organized. The kids did a really nice job, had a really formal program, uh, an idea of what they wanted to do, and they got it done. So that was kind of on my mind, and um, not what I planned about talking today, but um, definitely wanted to talk about it. Again, no matter what your opinion, you don't have to agree with what happened today, but you have to recognize that I think it's amazing that we live in a country that we're able to do that. And it's amazing um, the leadership that was shown on all sides to allow it to happen um, and by the kids to allow it to happen in a peaceful, organized, and positive way. So that's all I got tonight. Hope everyone had a great evening. Hope everyone had a great day today, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Falk Files with Ryan Falk. If you like the show, give us a favorite on Anchor. Subscribe on iTunes. We'll love any reviews, comments, or questions you have, so send them on over. And uh, join us tomorrow for more podcasts and fun. Thanks for listening.